New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you Good evening. This is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. Tonight's topic is providing educational access to the global community, global community education. A recap on last week's show, we discussed more details about the individualized education process, the IEP. On tonight's episode, we're looking at ways that global citizens and governing bodies are providing educational access to the global community. Join us in the discussion and call us at 917-948-7542 or drop your comments in the chat or tag us on social media using the hashtag NHEG or post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Williams. Buffy underscore Awaken, (laughs) or on Spreaker, Instagram, or YouTube. Remember that my fellow New Heights host, Erica Hansen, show airs on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Again, our topic for tonight is providing educational access to the global community. We've had a couple of shows regarding global access to education. One was a roundtable from people across the globe who were looking at how education, primary education and secondary education was accessible to students within their country. Uh, And then also I did a global education monitoring report episode 
where we talked about the statistics that relate to providing access to education globally to children of different ages, age groups in different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds and in different countries. Uh, our sources for tonight's show are coming from the Global Education, it's we.org, and also Global Citizen at globalcitizen.org. So tonight's perspective might be a little bit different, but it encompasses all the things that we talked about on those two particular shows. But when we think about uh, education and how we can work to improve education, one of the things is that we have to make it a priority. We all have um, different areas or passions in life, but I'm hoping that if you're actually um, tuning into my show, that education is a major part of your focus. And for us to improve education uh, throughout the world, there are a number of different factors that play into that. And those are the topics that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, some of the major um, aspects are affecting children and their access to global education is food, poverty, and child labor. And we may think that we are uh, so far removed from that in the United States, but that is hardly the case. Uh, statistics are showing that globally, of course, um, we can just look at the example with the uh, COVID-19, how one um, thing within the world can impact uh, different areas of the world, whether it's supply and demand or access to skilled um, workforce or people who make the world go round, um, from our janitorial staff to um, anyone in the executive office. And so we're all linked together in one way or another. And so that's the way we should continue to think about global education and how it is affecting us. Because if we globally are not educated, then we are all affected globally. And some of the other areas that also impact those issues are access to water, health care, and of course, um, displacement, and then climate change. And so tonight's show is going to uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, one of the things that the research um, talked very heavily about was that there are virtually 130 million girls who are out of school and facing barriers regarding access to education because in their particular country, they may be the ones responsible for collection of water and providing the household um, activities. And also they may be living in a conflict ridden area. But access to education globally, um, we wanna look at the fact that when we, they, we give students access to education, it empowers them with the skills and tools they need to empower themselves and their communities. And so with that, we know that in particular countries regarding secondary education and primary education, it's not that you just have that and it's just automatically going to take place. Uh, globally, we have a deficit of 69 million new teachers that are going to be needed to reach the goal that the United Nations has set for for primary education. And then 
That's something that was guaranteed by the United Nations Convention under the rights of children to have improved access to education and also building classrooms and developing communities for these students to um, actually attend these classes and also providing um, schools that actually focus on the community health and the well-being of the child. And so we know that once those children are educated, it allows them to be able to set goals and work through problem-solving techniques um, within their household, and then their households can be more successful, such as businesses or farms. Uh, and also, um, they can learn how to safely treat their drinking water in school. And so that, in turn, stops the spread of many diseases that are in those countries, and their communities become healthier as a result. So we see that uh, education can be uh, multifaceted in the trickle-down effect of how it affects our communities. And also, when girls actually access uh, schools, it also speaks of that there is less chance of the mother passing away if they actually have children later in life. Uh, and also gives them a means to um, be able to have the skills necessary to take care of infant children. Most girls, the reason why the research focused so heavily on the girls is that they have a, the hardest time accessing the education because many of them drop out for obvious reasons um, once they reach the poverty age because they're either um, not having access to private toilets or latrines, or they also are um, at risk of being um, targeted um, by certain persons because they're trying to find a private place to actually utilize the private private utilities such as toilets and latrines. And they also marry at an earlier age. And so with that, if parents are also poor, the research says that they have to make a decision at that point. If they have a girl and a boy in the household, um, they can't afford to probably send both children to school. And so if they had to make a choice, they would choose the male child in order to do that. And so we're talking about exploring um, more about global issues as it relates to education and poverty and gender uh, are a factor, also child labor. Um, there are 150 million children worldwide who engage in child labor, and then 70, uh, 700 million uh, who are actually in extreme poverty. And uh, extreme poverty is another thing that the United Nations um, wanted to target, but one of the things that they also noted is in these impoverished countries, uh, they are living on less than a dollar and ninety cents a day. And here in the United States, we may definitely take that for granted. We think about a dollar and ninety cents a day. Um, some people may throw that away at a dollar store or, you know, picking up a soda or having a cup of coffee. And we don't really think about the fact that there are still a large number of people who are uh, suffering from extreme poverty and it affects many aspects of their life. Um, they also can't assess, um, as far as education is concerned, they can't assess 
you know, the food that they need, the health care or have job security. And so they have a deeper level of poverty. And so not having access to the opportunity to improve their livelihood. Also, no safety nets in place. Um, so schools have started to have feeding programs that are globally funded by course, the United States and other nations to provide these children with who are in extreme poverty, uh, at least the food so that they can make um, those meet those basic needs that they need. And so extreme poverty is one of those things that actually the rates have been cut in half since 1990, but we still have a large number of persons, one out of five uh, in every region that that falls into the extreme poverty level. And so we talk about education, but one of the things I think that sometimes oh, we're remiss in not identifying is what does it take a child to actually get to the school before we can actually educate them? And so um, on the show today, I'm hoping that um, this conversation will be something that you will find viable. And so we can understand that, you know, with these communities suffering from this type of poverty and trying to get their children to school, um, it's difficult for them to maintain a plan for different emergencies or maintain development projects within their communities and also meet their basic needs, such as water, food, um, school and medicine. And that's another um, aspect of the global population as it affects um, education and do families have enough food um, and to have a productive life and how is it going to affect the family as a whole and the community as a whole and there are food insecurities uh, around the globe as well and so one of the things when we talked about climate change when we talk about food security and how you can tie those two in together if you're having this um, massive um, climate change and you're teaching children how to farm, how to um, decrease the food deficit deficits uh, and food insecurities and try to decline this trend of global hunger, if we're doing that and we're not addressing the climate change and how those droughts affect uh, irrigation and how they're going to um, actually provide water to those um, areas and then we have to look at also the erosion of certain lands and how they can maneuver through that in order to have a healthy uh, and balanced diet within their families and within their communities. And so we're not only looking at education and access to education, but we have to look at the soil erosion and all the things that affect um, those in poverty and who are maybe facing starvation and maybe famine, but the United Nations has pledged to end hunger and malnutrition by 2030. So what are we doing um, to educate our children so that um, not only are they depending, they don't want it to be dependent on the United States to do that. They want to find solutions that are going to be practical um, for their lives and for their communities so that they can continue to help those communities and feed those communities on their own and provide healthy food and, and fuels um, that help their minds grow and thrive within, um, within the school system.
So my name is um, Buffy Williams. I'm your host, and we're going to take a break, and I hope that you join us after the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. At any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is providing educational access to the global community and global um, education community. And we were just talking about some of the barriers as it relates to education and basic human rights to education, which the United Nations has pledged to uh, assist with this effort. And also looking at the deficits as it relates to the number of teachers that we actually need in order to make this a reality across the nation as far as the primary grades and secondary education levels and having um, teachers to be able to teach these children and also some of the barriers that they face in order to try to access quality education. And some of these things may be obvious to some people and some of them may be more subtle. And we may think that these things regarding um, the longevity of you know health and society and the growth in uh, our economics can somehow be overcome by some magic wand, but <laughs> I hate to tell you folks that we are the magic wand. So it's incumbent upon us to do the things and take up issues that we feel um, are worthy and take action as, and, and do our part. And so we may think sometimes that by doing our part that we're not impacting the, the globe uh, in its entirety, but just by reaching one person, you would be amazed at how many people that person could impact. And so I just want to encourage my listeners out there to um, take in this information and think about, you know, all of the things in the developing countries as well as the U.S. There are still language barriers, and we face that here in the U.S. as well. Um, we have students who have limited uh, English proficiency um, in every area of education that we have. And so we have those classes to bring them up to speed, but we also 
In addition to language barriers, there are gender roles that affect um, access to education and also child labor. Uh, and then children, these children being the most vulnerable uh, and disadvantaged in these in these countries. And not only um, our children and our young girls um, at a deficit, but also our children with disabilities are, are also more likely to not have access to quality education, especially in our developing countries. <clears throat> Number one, because um, most of the girls will walk to school and their average walk time could be up to three hours um, one way. And so if you think about the course of your day and having to walk three hours to access education and then participating in school and then walking home and how vulnerable uh, a child can be at that age group in trying to just access education. And if the child has a disability, then it is, uh, again, difficult for them to actually access it. And so there's a lack of funding also as it relates to education and providing actual uh, schools that the, sc the children can go to. And also, we talked about not having a teacher and having a global teacher crisis at hand right now. And so we're talking about children learning the basics. And so we're talking about just the reading, writing, and math aspect of children and having a deficit in teachers to be able to teach our children. And so it's estimated that we're going to need at least 69 million new teachers um, by 2030. And that seems like a long way off, but not really. It's only about 10 years from now, right? And so... Also, children not having access to an actual classroom um, and a child not being able to have a proper learning environment or having to learn in over, overcrowded classrooms um, or also having to learn outside. And then we know that weather can have an impact on uh, learning education uh, systems outside and also lack of textbooks and lack of school supplies. And so these are just some of the factors and also having just the basic facilities such as running water and toilets in some countries. And also there are, I won't bore you with the statistics of it, but it's an alarming rate of schools that don't have portable um, water or toilets um, for the children. So once they actually do make this journey to actually access the education, they still have these barriers in place. Then also, we talked about the lack of materials and outdated materials and workbooks and worksheets. And these are some of the things that if we uh, here can um, just think about how fortunate we are to have just the basics um, and not take advantage of those things. Also, uh, as it relates to young girls and those with disabilities, we know and we talked about the combined discrimination that can kind of take place with that and them being uniquely vulnerable. So if, if you're looking for a cause or if you know of a worthy um, organization and it's reputable, 
that and you want to try to focus your attention on one area or another, I encourage you to just think about all these aspects that we are talking about tonight as far as accessing education. Think about the food. Um, you think about the poverty. Uh, you think about climate change and um, providing clean water and access to facilities and access to um, personal items for young girls, also providing school supplies, and think about which ways you can um, at least contribute something or do some small act of, of kindness that can actually bridge the gap to just sparking um, something to kind of uh, curtail the root root cause of these problems and also um, find solutions because uh, you out there, my listeners, I know um, have solutions to some of these problems. And if we work together, we can all come up with, we can't save everybody, but we can help one person. And so that's what I encourage you to do. And so also the research um, talks about how young girls are forced into marriage um, a lot of them before the age of 18. And once they actually are forced into these marriages, they tend not to um, continue on with their education um, because uh, educating a young girl is less valuable uh, in some countries. And girls may be embarrassed to come back to school because um, of personal reasons regarding um, having access to um toilets and latrines. Also, um, those who are living in countries of conflict, um, also natural disasters and of course are you know on the list. but we have a, a large number of people who are working with these particular organizations that I'm talking about tonight, which are um, the global citizens and they have this festival every year in New York which, I've seen before, but I didn't realize how how impactful it was as a power of movement for education. And in New York, they present it's presented by City and Cisco, and they are associates in the production and production partners for um, Comcast, uh, MSNBC, uh, NBC Universal, iHeart Media, and their um, media partners. And different radio stations live stream this festival um, through Twitter and YouTube in order to raise awareness. And it's also um, some of the other uh, organizations are Johnson & Johnson, um, Procter & Gamble, Verizon, and the New York City Parks. They all partner together to raise money for global citizens. And they put on concerts so that some of these issues that we've talked about today as barriers to education and thinking about the global impact of education um, can be funded and they can be distributed in a way that is balanced to better aid these countries who have you know, hunger issues and poor nutrition and poor access to education and also um, aid in the expense of education because we know that some of the poorest families still um, remain in some of these countries and even in the U.S. And so just by virtue of them providing um, pens or books or 
um, paying exam fees and support for these uh, schools that have buildings that are not quite adequate because a lot of these countries don't have government supported um, government supported um, schools the parents have to even if it's a low fee they have to send their children to a school um, where uniforms are required and so then they have to make a choice um, whether they're going to provide the basic necessities for their home, such as, you know, food or health care or medicine, or if they're going to provide uniforms for the child um, to actually go to school. And so think about all of these barriers um, to education and ways that we can better the lives of children who are seeking out education and also help um, in whatever small way you can to support any organization that you know that is reputable. And I do encourage you to um, do a search and make sure that it's a reputable um, organization before you decide to donate. But when we think about providing educational access in our global community, we have a lot more to think about than actual textbooks and teachers. We have to try to figure out um, when these children come to us, what barriers have they faced just to get there? And then once they get there, how are we going to provide them with a quality education and a safe environment and also have the teachers there to be able to teach them the thing, the practical things that they need to know in order to um, make this world a better place. And so I encourage you again to just take some time and think about how can we, in our small corner of the world, make education more accessible um, because we know that children even here in the U.S. Um, are relying on school lunches and even in the summertime school, school lunches. I can remember... When I was growing up in the summertime, it was a big deal to um, get lunch from the lunch program in our community. And all the kids would get together and we would walk together. And I, if I remember correctly, it was at a church. And so while we were there, we also kind of had like a vacational Bible school while we were there. So we were there for a number of hours Um learning different things as far as the vacational Bible school. But then when lunchtime came, we were provided with those lunches in the summertime. And I don't know actually how many children in our community, but I know there were a lot of us that took advantage of that program. And also now with uh, the students being out of school, school lunches was a big, um, a big, discussion uh, among the administration and I was glad to know that the schools were still providing breakfast and lunch for some children. So let's just think about the barriers that our children face as it relates to accessing education and I hope that this conversation has sparked something in you regarding providing educational access to our global community in ways in which we can make our own communities, 
um, better as far as education is concerned or how we can support those who are actually doing something positive. And so if you see someone doing something positive, maybe you just need to ask the question, how can I help? I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and you've been listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education, and I hope that you enjoyed tonight's show. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School. We hope that you join us next week. That's our time, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group hosts on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.